Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for Rollin' with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now open in Cabot and Jacksonville. Well, I want to say two things before we talk with Coach Richardson. Number one, I want to thank the great staff that is led by Terry Mahan, General Manager Justin Acre, Gary Horn, the elite of elite engineers. For what has been going on the last couple of weeks, I'm sure most are familiar, we have been dealing with loss of power in places that we have had uh, normally outstanding reception. It's been scratchy at best. I'll use Russellville, Searcy, I could go on. Um, We rented a transmitter because we have a new transmitter that's on its way. But I was told it's not 100% of the previous, but it's very close. So thankfully, Rick, we can say, for the time being, we're back up and running, and hopefully when that new transmitter comes in, it won't take much to get it installed and get it up and going. And uh, the phone issues we've dealt with recently and now the loss of power, we appreciate everyone who has stayed with us to this point because we do realize how frustrating that can be to a certain degree. Well, that's good to know. It's good to know we got our full signal or nearly our full signal. It wasn't affecting, say, Little Rock, but uh, certainly other areas it has been, so it's really good to have that back. Yeah. Kind of like getting your star guard back from injury, huh? Yeah. And if you can't play a sport, be a good sport. I learned that today. Does does that sound familiar? If you can't play a sport, at least be one. At least be one. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so guys, I'm sitting here watching LSU in Georgia on the SEC Network, and with six minutes and four seconds to go, they had a they the officials called a shot clock violation, but then they had to go to the monitor to see if a, if a shot actually touched the rim or not. They spent at least a minute and a half, maybe two minutes, maybe even longer looking before they finally made a decision. Coach, do you think most fans go to the game to watch the officials watch a video monitor for two to three minutes on a simple call with six minutes to go in the first half? <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, sometimes they think they came to see them. <laughs> Good. They, get, they, they need better outfits then, Coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, oh, I tell you, it's uh, it doesn't amaze. It's just amazing how they can. You know, I'm glad they don't. They wait. I guess in the last two minutes, you can check just about anything. Yeah. Uh, so, so Rick, you got to you got to put up with. <laughs> you just got to put up with it, I suppose. Okay. So, last time you were on the program, Arkansas had just beaten Texas A&M in a game that lasted two hours and forty <laughs> minutes because they did this. Hey, when do you think the fans are finally going to revolt and say, "Would you, would you either speed up the process or just drop it?" 
I don't know. They, they're going to. We're sticking around. This is it's a great. It's, it's still the greatest game on earth at times, and uh, the you know the games are, are really long, especially if, if if they're kind of a boring style of a game. But you, you know, I, I, it's not much I can say. Being an ex-coach myself, I uh, got you have to put up with. Sometimes it's over-officiated. Sometimes it's under-officiated. Sometimes it ain't officiated at all. You so, <laughs> <laughs> just got to bend and screw with, with the game. Okay, so you didn't get you, – you had a few technical fouls. You didn't get that many of them. But if you'd have seen these guys go over the screen about four or five times a game, would you might have gone over at some point and said, can I help you guys? Is there something that you're not seeing that I can help you with? I, I I would always tell them, hey, fellas, they didn't come to see y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, the least amount of whistles, the better off the game's going to be. You get a better flow of the game. I, I think that's the thing that uh, that's really sometimes, you know, they take three, four minutes. Well, that that's four minutes of just rest. Yeah. I have a game where you got to be moving and running, and, and here you call in a checker deal for them the rest of three or four minutes. That's, that's an advantage to the team that's behind. Yeah, It's trying to catch up. And if, you, if you're pushing him, they don't have to go as fast because just wait for the officials. They don't get you five or six minutes. If you, just, you don't even need a timeout. Coach, did you ever believe and I, I don't want to get bogged down on too many officiating questions tonight. But, however, uh, did you believe that a foul occurred on every play? Could be. It depends if you know if you call in all the touch. As one of the guys would say, all, all the nickel dimes kind of calls. Yeah, you, you'd be surprised. I mean, you know, it just depends if if you're going if you're going to call every move you make, you might touch someone. Or you may put your hand out someone. Uh, you may put your hand on someone, not in, even intentionally. Uh, it, it's, it's just so many ways that you can almost call foul. Uh, then there's a situation where the guy would call no foul. It's a, it's a no foul. It's a, you know, it's play it on, play on. No, there, no one gained an advantage. That, that's a real to me. If it's a gain of it, some kind of an advantage, then that's definitely should be a foul do you see a difference regionally if, if you're watching i don't know how much college basketball you watch these days but if you're watching an sec game and then you watch a big 10 game and then you watch an acc game do you do you see a difference in the way they call the game oh it's different it's different day and night if you're on the east coast that you play boy no blood no <laughs> foul you beat somebody up you know uh, as dale brown would say you know they're mugging us. And I always say, well, you got to dial 911 if they're mugging you. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you go on, uh, you know, that sometimes makes it tough in the NCAA tournament. If you're in an area where they call everything, and, and I'm playing in an area where they call nothing, well, I have a rough time adjusting to the officials because I've played all year with they, they No blood, no foul. As, uh, touch me, it's a foul. I can't do the things I normally would do as a player. Uh, you know, if I, I just can't do the normal things anymore. 
So, yeah, it makes a big difference. That's why hopefully across the country that they're united tight deals, uh, uh, making them call a better game, but making them call the same file, basically. You know, they, they will always come up with the fact that this is the point of emphasis, verticality, carrying the ball, you know, uh, all the just to make sure that, to me, it sounds like it makes sure that they're working on something and it's really good for the game. So that, that's been in the game forever. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that's how I see it. Coach, I always thought the best officials call fouls when it affected the action. In other words, if I'm underneath the boards with you and I've got to push you a bit in order to gain advantage to get the rebound, then that foul should go on me. Right. And, and to me, that's that's where fouls need to be called, not this nitty-picky stuff like you're talking about where right. a guy lays his hand on someone 25 feet from the basket and they blow a whistle. And the one that they seem to be quick on the trigger as of late, Coach, and yeah, I can affect the outcome of the play can affect the play, certainly. And that's where we're seeing all of a sudden oh, it's back to calling these moving screens. Forever it didn't seem like wow. we saw moving screens. Now all of a sudden we're seeing moving screen after move. Poor on Makai Mitchell, if he even gets in the way of someone, they don't have to touch him. It's still a moving screen. Yeah. 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 You know, the one that, that really I can't believe is when they throw the ball in to the post, the mid post, that is. And 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 he gives the ball. He turns his back to his defender, and he bumps him all the way up under to the, under the basket. Mm-hmm. Bumps and bumps and bumps and bumps. And the poor guy's got his hands up, and he can't do anything because whatever he whatever he do, he's gonna <laughs> just whatever whatever you do, you're gonna foul. So he, that that puts you at the mercy of it. That's 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 un, I don't know. I don't know how you can call a game. Uh, and not call that as a foul. The offensive player is initiating the contact constantly. Well, it should be a, three seconds of lane, but they don't call that either. Oh, my God. That that left uh, – that's been gone out of the game for years. I forgot they even had that call. <laughs> I'm just banging. I'm just banging. I'm just banging. Wait a minute. Five seconds, eight seconds. How much yeah. longer are you going to bang in there? I mean, eventually you are going to draw a foul because you're banging in there and you've been you needing a camping oh, bag. You you got it, Bradley. I'm sorry, <laughs> coach. I don't mean to get I don't mean to get to railing. Uh, Bob Razorback Bob. Good afternoon. You have a question or comment for the coach? I sure do. Good afternoon, Randy Rick and Coach. It's uh, an honor and pleasure to talk with you again, sir. My pride, um, Bob. Randy, I, I debated on whether to even bring this up, but I thought, well, if I'm going to bring it up, there's not a better fella to bring it up than Coach. And and the reason I say that is because when he was coaches, I mean, I had so much respect for him. Not only was he a stern taskmaster, he loved those kids. You could you could see, you could just see it the way he coached them, and that love he had for those kids, um, 
no doubt is a lifetime relationship. With that being said, uh, Coach and Randy and Rick and, 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 and myself, we grew up in a different time. <laughs> the world mm-hmm. was a lot different than what it is now. Sure. And uh, Randy, I was 15 years old, about to turn 16. I went to my dad to talk to him about me buying a car. And uh, he told me this. He said, well, you know, you're you're going to have to um, get a job. And you're going to have to pay for that car. <clears throat> and he said, you're going to have to pay for the insurance. And you're going to have to pay for all the upkeep, the tires. And and I went to work and, and worked all summer. And right there in Searcy, Randy, at the Chevrolet place, hmm. I had earned $275. I was only making $1.60 an hour. Hmm. And my dad went with me and bought a 67 uh, Chevy Impala 327 for $275. <laughs> and my daughter came to me and said, Dad, my two boys, I want you to teach them to work hard. And I don't want them growing up not knowing what it's like to not work hard. And one of them's married today and one of them's fixing to get married and and they both had promotions on their job because of their work ethic. Right. And what I'm wanting to say is I've heard many, many people say that this NIL is going to ruin college athletics. And what I'm wondering about is we, we talk about some of the players being so timid. Um, and how many times have we seen in the pros somebody really play excellent ball so they get that big contract, and then it seems like their their effort is not into it. Is there any way that y'all think that this NIL has anything to do with some of the guys thinking, well, I've, I've got this money in my pocket. Uh, there's no need me putting that kind of effort out. If if that is a problem, then then this NIL thing is not only going to ruin college athletics but it'll destroy it because people ain't going to be wanting to watch that kind of product i think bob and, your question uh, goes your question goes way be beyond arkansas this this can happen anywhere yes, in college yes, basketball yes, or college yes. football so i think that's maybe your thought process is does nolan agree with that is that what you're asking yeah well that's what you i'm know, wanting you know I, and and i hope uh, not i hope that's not the situation but Coach, how would you handle the situation if that was the situation on your team? I, I think you, your your feelings are well heard, and, and I, I guarantee you, you're you're not the only one that feels that way. That the game is something's going to happen, and and I and I hate to to say that it it ain't going to be all good. It may not be all bad, but I know it can't be all good with what's going on, and so. I, I I, I kind of want to, you know, I'm, I'm at the age now, out of the game now, to look over my shoulders and say, thank you, Jesus, for letting <laughs> me come through the right time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's how I, I got to look at it because it, it, it don't look good. You know, you, don't, you want the kid to make as much as he possibly can, but there's no loyalty anymore. You, when, when you start putting money in front of everything, 
then their loyalty, you can forget it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. kids used to go to school because they fell in love with the school. Now they fall in love with how much you're going to be able to give them, and that makes a big difference. Well, it seems like we've gone from one extreme, one end of the spectrum to the other, because when you was coaching, um, and I talked about that love that you had for your players, uh, if you saw a player walking down the road and picked him up and stopped at McDonald's, bought him a hamburger, well, <laughs> coach, you're in trouble. NCAA and violation. Yeah, yeah, yeah and absolutely, that was absolutely ridiculous. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know, like you say, it was just a different area, era and everything. But before I get off here, Randy, I, I, I know I know you guys are men of faith, and uh, I, I'd like for y'all to put me on your prayer list. I, today I had a, a chunk cut out of my back um, for skin cancer and about the size of a chicken egg. Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, wow. the, the, the feeling's coming back, and... Uh, so I, I wouldn't mind a little bit of prayer. But, Absolutely. Uh, anyway, God, yeah. God bless yeah. all of you guys. And, Coach, I'll, I'll never forget all of my life um, the teams that you had, the way you played ball, and I just fell in love with your defense. I just, man, for those quick guards to steal that ball and just go down there and dunk it, it just it just got me out of my Got me out of my recliner, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Enjoy talking. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Bob. I'll be praying for you, my man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Coach, That's we, we talk about NIL and Transfer Portal on our show all the time, and you've, you've participated a little bit. And, you know, that. <clears throat> what if you have a, a – not at Arkansas, any place. What if a guy gets to be uh, – what you'd call cancer in the locker room, maybe because he's doing better than the rest of them are. But what do you do about that? What can you do? I mean, you know, he's living up to probably uh, knowing knowing myself as a coach. I mean, I I can't speak for the other coaches. I I don't know if I I, I don't know if that lasts very long because I demand too much, I command and demand. To, uh, quite a bit from my my kids growing up, and to today, you know that's why I say they can move and go play somewhere else the following month. So why why should a young man put up with anything? You know he's not he's not getting to shoot it enough. He's got other people in his ear. He wants to go to the NBA. His family wants him to go. It's all everything points towards one. Mm-hmm. Root of all evil, that's the money stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it, I just I don't think I'd survive uh, because I uh, the word no would come into play quite a bit, and today's youngsters don't want to hear no. Well, coach, it it may be such he hasn't come out and said it, but it may all this other stuff, not the X's and O's, not the Jimmys and the Joes. It's all the other stuff off the field that may have finally driven Nick Saban into retirement. I mean, he's he's old school as they get. And uh, now you've got to conform to today's athlete. And um, I'm with you. I, w- I want these kids to get everything they're entitled to. Right. But some of these amounts that they're getting, on the other hand, is not in proportion with – 
their teammates sometimes, and I'm talking big time uh, disparity between the two. But um, anyway, my my question, Coach, kind of falls on the uh, on the same vein a moment ago as Rick did, but mine is a little bit different, and that is when you think, when you think. You have tried everything that you can try, but you still can't get this ball club to either come together, play together, whatever it may be. What do you do then? You, as a coach, you can't throw your hands up. You can't say the heck with them. you still got too many games left to be played. Yeah, that's true. And that's the hard part, that you got so many games still left. A lot of times, you know, when you're wearing wearing down, and it's, you know, you, you don't have many as many games to, to fret over, because basically you're thinking, I'm gonna get me some more players in here that will <laughs> listen and do some things for me. But hey, you got a whole almost a whole season left, and started to think about it that way. Hey, God, coach. And only in Arkansas is Nolan Richardson. He's the head coach at Arkansas for many years. We were talking earlier in the program about his six-year uh, tenure between 1990 and 95. Sixth season will probably never be equaled in Arkansas history because of what he did, three Final Fours. But you know, more important is what he's done away from basketball. And he's in the Hall of Fame for basketball. He's in several Hall of Fames for basketball. But he's done great work with people in uh, difficult situations through the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. And, you know, that, that needs to be saluted every time we're on the air. We thank you for Slim Chickens. They donate their talent fee to, rather than to Nolan, they give it to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation, and you can help too. And I hope this doesn't fall on deaf ears. I hope there are people listening. Uh, my wife and I have contributed. I hope others will do that too to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation to help people in need. Uh, throughout Arkansas. Coaches uh, at the stage of life, he could just say, hey, I, I'm going to rest on my laurels, just come on and talk once a week. But he's out there doing things for others. So we hope you'll help him. You can do it easily. You can just go right online and go gift Yvonne, G-I-F-T-Y-V-O-N-N-E dot com. You can give right there online. Hey, if you want to give $25, $50, $100, whatever you want to do, it's uh, tax deductible. And we would hope that you would uh, show Nolan your appreciation for him being on the program by helping that foundation. Thank you. Very well said. All right. Uh, let's see. This from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. This from Miss Linda. She says, please ask Coach if he thinks if one of the players – Ask for a team-only meeting and try to get these problems ironed out and promote some team effort. Do you think it would help? I think that happened a few years ago. Well, any time the group meet or an individual to meet with some, you know, let's say a team, no coaches, no trainers, just players a lot of times you can iron out a lot of things uh, you know and also a lot of times you can iron out things with just the head coach and all of the players having a meeting and going over things that seems to be going wrong and, and see if they can air it out um, I certainly from the standpoint of coaching 
I, I, we had a few. We had a few meetings. You know, uh, I had them. Team had them. I wasn't invited. That's okay with me. And but we're trying to we're trying to come together. And that's right is the most important thing. One for all and all for one. And and if we can get that going, we're on our we're on our way to, to not what I say win every game, but we're playing together. We're going to lose together. We're going to win together. We're going to cry together. See, they all become together. And that's the, the biggest key to me when I when we have conversations with team, with team members and teammates. One for all, all for one. Coach, how much did you encourage, or did you even encourage, whether it was to be to get the big men, let's say, they go to dinner together, or uh, maybe all the guards go to dinner together. Obviously, you'd rather see the entire team all in the same direction, but did did you like to see that where you had that kind of bond going on between the players that they wanted to do things together? Well, you know, that's, that's, you know when, you, when you start growing close to your teammates, you know, I don't think coach has a whole lot to do with it. Sometimes the coach has a lot to do mm-hmm. with it because they're running away from him. <laughs> because they got to bond together. If they bond together, then at least you got one group bonding together. Uh, I always took an advice from an old man that was my closer. His name was Ed Bashir, and he, he always said, "Don't remember remember the. Uh, you can give them some sugar, but you but you you got to give them some back." You 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 don't take the hog. You slaughter the hog, and the little pigs keep on eating. Well, you know, you, the guys get so big they become hogs, and and we slaughter them to eat. But but if you're a little little pig, and a lot of you, they they got to wait till you get big enough. So, in, in in reality, is that let's let's bond together. And, and and have a, a chance of one for all and all for one. When you got the team together and everyone would raise their arms, put their hands together, was there anything that you would say in particular before you sent the team out on the floor? Well, I, I wanted them to know a how I, I particularly felt, and it's not always about how 12, 13 other individuals feel. And I always try to make them understand, as far as I was concerned, is that when we go across that line in the gymnasium, there's the out-of-bounds and all those lines that go border the court. Once I step across that line, my job is at stake. I come to work. When you come across that line, you come to work. When you come into that gym, you're coming into my classroom. Mm-hmm. That's this is where I have full court. I'm the judge and the jury. <laughs> you know, so we got we, we got to understand that, and 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 if we can buy it by those kind types of rules, then we're gonna be happy. And you may not be happy with me. But you, 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 the group of you can formulate what you want because it's your team. 
I'm just trying to keep you together. But it's your team, and if you want to go out there and drag it and not look good, and you have all our fans who are proud of what you have done so far. I mean, there's a lot of things I would bring up that make them think about why are you here, and this is why we have to go to work. Hmm. We're being counted by a lot of folks. And, and we don't want to let them down. I mean, I, but I, I did that quite a bit. I, I was just, uh, a lot of the X's and O's that Randy was saying, that had nothing to do with verbal without uh, being abusive. Oh, I can imagine some of your <laughs> locker room pregame speeches. I I mean, I you know, I, I could see hanging on for the edge of my chair and uh with you looming over the top of me i i may have memory uh, nightmares thinking about that tonight but uh, <laughs> just, just kidding coach just kidding because you know i mean that it's 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 all motivation is it not one way or the other absolutely it is all motivation it's, it's true uh, you know if you you know, that's why when I go back to the game of the, the, the last game that we played UCLA, we got a chance to be back-to-back national champions. I, I never forget the feeling that I had coming out. It wasn't like I wanted to come out because I had dealt with things that was not for sad. And it didn't it didn't show who I really was in the beginning of that game or, 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 or going into that game. you got to go into the game positively, you know, nobody can beat us. I don't care how many we get down. We're here, you know, we're here because we belong here. And we're going to show the world that this is how we play basketball. You know, I I always had those kinds of feelings any game I played. Hopefully I could win most of them. But that was the feeling I had to present to my players. That this is what it's all about, guys. And so... We'll see how you're going to re- respond to that. Well, there are so many complexities involved, and you know we obviously are talking around issues that uh, this team faces. So tonight, Arkansas goes to Oxford to play Mississippi. Not always an easy place to win, but what does it take when you were in your bit of a slump? to go on the road and win. Maybe is there less pressure because you're not trying to impress the home fans and, and you know nobody's there to pull for you anyway. Well, you got you got both both pros and cons on both of it. Uh, going to Mississippi is no picnic. That's one of the worst picnics you could go to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been there and I have come out of there not, not very happy, uh, you know, thinking that we're the worst team in America after losing to them or something to that effect. But but it doesn't stop with, the, you know, and all I got to do is pray that the sun will come up the next day and I get another chance, mm-hmm. another chance to either win or lose, but I get another chance. And uh, uh, that's that's what's going to be over there tonight. They, they're, they're going into a harness net. I mean, mm-hmm. in our days, a lot of the players, better players, we're from Arkansas, mm-hmm. and I knew that any time we played a team that had Arkansas flavor in, in their team, we had trouble, big time. They all wanted to show that this is where they should have been, and the guys they're playing against should be over here. 
Some great, great battles went on between Arkansas and Ole Miss, both in Fayetteville, Memphis, Oxford, you pick it. Hang on, Coach. We've got one more timeout. we got to take one more segment with the coach, Nolan Richardson, thanks to Slim Chickens. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now open in Cabot and Jacksonville. And Rick, before we run out of time, if you would talk again that again about the foundation. Sure. Uh, Yvonne Richardson Foundation. Gift Yvonne, G-I-F-T-Y-V-O-N-N-E dot com. That's how you can support uh, Coach Richardson's efforts to help families in need. Great, uh, great nonprofit. Coach has run this for years, long after his coaching career was over. Does great work. GiftYvonne.com. Very good. Thank you. Let's talk with uh, Tony. Tony, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for the coach. Yes, sir. I wanted to ask the coach. He always used to say that you needed a general on the court. I just want to know if he still believes you need a general on the court running the basketball team. I thought you were going to say, do you need us need more than a switch to take on a bear? But thank you, Tony. <laughs> well, you, you hope to have more than one one general on the floor. You know, I. A lot of times, you know, the point usually a point guard kind of runs that role. He's he's the head of we call this um the head of the snake. He cut his head off and he, his body disappears and it dies. So, you know, there's always what well, that's why they call a guy. This is the leader of the team, but in, in reality, you, you, all five on the on the court. Could actually be leaders of the of the ball club, and 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 that's what that's why we're in the coaching profession is trying to get some of the followers to become leaders, and we may not get all the followers to become leaders, but there's a possibility they will get one or two that wouldn't have been had they not had the opportunity to be a leader. Didn't that '94 championship team Nolan have as many different? <laughs> types of leaders that you're talking about. I yes. hardly ever yes. saw, yes. except every once in a while you'd see some emotion out of Scotty, okay? Corliss, right. he was big nasty. But then you had the fire of Corey Beck, and I, I could go on and on. That team yeah. had – McDaniel. Yeah, McDaniel had so many yeah, different he, type of leaders. Yeah, that, that was, that was the, the reason that team was so successful because they had a lot of, a lot of leadership. Uh, you know Dwight Stewart, you know a quiet leader. You know, guy that would, would have to put a diaper on and, and, and pass him around is Al Dillon, <laughs> but he was the smallest guy out there. So, so uh, even even in his own right, he, Al Al has some leadership quality. Al, he'd look over you, kind of towards you. Coach, this is only a 35-footer. I'm showing good leadership. Here, I moved in from 40 feet. So, I'm showing maturity. I'm showing good shot judgment here. But, well, uh, he, he, he 
taught me something, though. You know, a lot of times you don't want to think that he taught me that you you got to trust those who can do it. And if you, if, if you don't build trust, then the, there's no way they can do it. So with with him shooting before he shot it from, I mean, he made a believer out of me. I, I don't think I've seen a kid with that kind of range on a consistent basis. I mean, a lot of can shoot it out there, but not with that range and the consistency that he could hit it in. And practice was just like a, like a piece of cake for him. Coach, he messed uh, up the practice. This is unrela- <laughs> unrelated to that. But, but I have to ask you, and I'm sorry, you were still talking about Dylan. Go ahead. I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have interrupted you, but I have to ask you, Jim Harbaugh just coached Michigan in the national championship game. Now he's going to coach the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. You had some flirtations with the NBA. Did you ever seriously consider becoming an NBA coach? I, I did for just about 35 seconds. <laughs> that long? <laughs> Gee. Yeah, when, when, the, when, the, when I, I, had a, I had an interview, I had and, and here's the funniest part is that I didn't know how it really operated. And I, and I, and I asked the question, uh, who picks the players? And the guy said, the GM. I said, the GM picks the players that I'm going to want, <laughs> not necessarily. And I said, then what happens if they want to move them on? Well, the GM tells them, we get another player from for this price, you know, start naming all that. I said, so the GM, why why don't y'all make the GM the coach? Yeah. I said, no, it doesn't work like that up here. <laughs> so, okay. No, I don't think I'm interested. <laughs> really? I said, I want the GM's job. <laughs> I don't think he does. Right then, I said, no, nah, it ain't for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that happened. I, did, I had a short interview. Wow. And that was it. That's the only. That's the yeah. only. That's all the flirting you ever did with the NBA. That was it. That was enough. Coach, was that 1995 after Seattle's Final Four, and it was the Atlanta? Um, no, that they, they were talking about at that time. It was the Canadian team. Uh, ah, uh, Toronto Raptors. Yeah, Toronto. Toronto. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was Isaiah's team, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. He was he was the general manager. He kind of he, you know, we we did it, but we didn't get on the subject of me going anywhere. Hmm. How about that? Did you know Isaiah Thomas before that? Is that somebody that I'm, we're glad well, you did? But could yes, you have worked I, with I, him? I had ran into him once, once or twice before, and he was very proud of the fact that. Uh, uh, it was the day before the championship game. Uh, he, uh, he came up and visited with me a little bit about what, what you know, uh, whether or not did I have any interest. And I, at that time, I already was with that Atlantic group, and I told him, no, not really. <laughs> so he enjoyed the game. We didn't do very well. It was the final game there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Wow. How about that? Well, there's something most of our listeners didn't know, so that's a, that's a nice insight. Yeah, I was running around after that, that loss trying to figure out if Corliss and, and um, uh, Big Daddy. Nasty were going to go pro, 
and then I got the, the word, something about you going to the Atlanta Hawks, and I'm like, crud, I can't cover all these. <laughs> and it was Toronto anyway. And so it was Toronto. I was, on, I was on a go. wild goose taste for nothing. <laughs> Coach, we love you. Always great to have you with us. We will talk with you next week. That is Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks once again to Slim Chickens.